They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are talking to Amber, who had a really long, hard struggle with infertility prior to becoming pregnant. And we really enjoyed talking to her because she was going to go down the route of IVF and had turned to more natural remedies. And although this is primarily a birth podcast, we like to sometimes incorporate other natural things. We, we both try to incorporate more natural remedies and things into our lives. So it's really inspiring to hear someone talk about overcoming such a huge struggle naturally. It was really, it was really great. And she also touched on her postpartum anxiety and was really open and honest about the things that, you know, that she struggled with. And we really appreciate that because I know others can relate. Definitely. It's um, definitely a a really inspiring story. And for people who are having trouble getting pregnant, just know that, you know, if Amber was able to overcome all of her obstacles, you definitely can too. (laughs) Um, So we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. And if you could give us a rating and review on iTunes, we would really, really appreciate that. I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth. 
like mindful hypnobirthing, birth without fear, birthing from within, natural childbirth, the Bradley way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birth naturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birth naturally for 30 days free. Welcome, Amber. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, ladies. So excited to be invited on. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So my name is Amber Balcom. Um, My family and I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I have a, or we have a two-year-old daughter named Reagan. She's our little miracle baby. Um, I am a realtor by trade, a residential realtor. And I'm also an oil educator for Young Living Essential Oils. And I do woodworking. And I just, I don't know, I do whatever my heart feels called to that week. (laughs) That's awesome. And fun fact about Amber, she uh, knows Annie from episode 12. So if you haven't listened to Annie's episode, listen to Annie's too. And um, I am also a realtor. So hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just start by d- telling us about how you decided to start a family and what that journey was like? Yeah. So I got married really young. My husband is 11 years older than me. So I got married at 19. So I always knew that we wanted to wait a few years to you know, try to have a baby. Um, so at like our three mark anniversary we said you know what let's let's try and we figured you know it would happen within six months or so and it didn't um and since I was so young I kind of was told by medical professionals friends family you're young it's fine it just takes time so I didn't seek any medical intervention for about a year and I live with a lot of regret um, on that. I think I should have listened to my gut, but we waited. We finally, um, seek some advice and it turns out that I have low AMH. So that's low egg reserves. My insides are basically like they're 70. <laughs> oh, wow. um, I have, it's on like a, a scale of, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm 0.002. So the fact that I can see again is just like an absolute miracle. Wow. Um, And then on top of having low AMH, I have PCOS and I'm not a typical like textbook patient for that. So that was a really hard diagnosis. I really had to fight hard for that. Um, So yeah, when we found all that out, um, we found a reproductive endocrinologist out of Denver. He was the best of the best. And we went through um, eight medicated cycles that all failed and then we went through two IUIs and then those failed and then we decided to take a break um we actually went to Europe we had like this phenomenal vacation just try to like reset our brains and our lives and our bodies hired a new reproductive endocrinologist and that's when my eyes were open to more natural ways of um, kind of aligning my hormones. So I started doing acupuncture and I started looking into tinctures and um, essential oils 
I changed my diet and none of that was, um, it was working, but it wasn't working as quickly as I thought it should. So we decided to proceed with IVF and two weeks before our first payment was due, I found out I was pregnant naturally. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. After <laughs> yeah. all, everything you went through and negative pregnancy test after negative pregnancy yeah. test, and then you got pregnant on your own. Wow. Yeah. And I really, number one, just God's timing. Um, but number two, I was paying attention to what was going in my body and on my body. And I wasn't like looking for a quick fix anymore. Um, I was like, okay, what can I do to like reset myself? And really acupuncture was a huge part of that, changing my diet. Um, and so I'm just so thankful that my eyes were open to a more mm-hmm. like natural way. And that kind of like pushed me into this like natural desire for a natural birth. Wow. That, that's so cool. I mean, that like, what was your reaction like when you finally saw that? positive pregnancy test you've been waiting for so long um we were about to go on a weekend vacation and I knew that we would have some drinks and I was like I should take a test and I did and it was positive and I was like what in the hell that's not (laughs) funny like I I thought that this test had like something against me like why would you even joke like that so I like run to Target, husband's at work, run to Target. I'm like, you know, just don't like, where, where are the pregnancy tests? Like I'm in like the home decor. I'm like so scatterbrained <laughs> and I buy, you know, all of them. Like I, I, I probably spent $300 that day. I just bought them all and went home and I took some more and I was like, Please. and my husband came home and I like needed to tell him clever about it but I ended up just like blurting it out it, I, we were in shock we were in absolute shock I, we were, I can imagine we were about to spend sixteen thousand dollars on oh IVF yeah so, I mean just like that in itself I'm like uh, yeah wow that is so cool <laughs> so after uh finding that out then how did your pregnancy go um we had a scare in the beginning we were actually told that we lost the baby Um, but other than that, uh, it was a textbook pregnancy. Um, I, so another side note medically of me, I have multiple sclerosis. So as soon as your body, um, you're pregnant, your body stops attacking itself. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about MS, but it's an autoimmune disease. So as soon as your body recognizes that there's another person on board, you stop experiencing the symptoms of MS. So I have never felt better. I loved being pregnant because I just wasn't battling IMS symptoms. Wow. I did not know that. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. It was super crazy. So So you're like, I just want to keep being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. And just just after the journey of being pregnant or not being able to get pregnant, I just woke up every morning. I mean, obviously, you know, we have our moments where like, uh, I feel miserable, but I was just so grateful. And that perspective for me just really allowed me to appreciate every day that I was pregnant. I loved it. Oh, I bet. Wow. That's so nice. So you started down this, this natural journey, like as you were trying to get pregnant. So Mm -hmm. was natural birth always a part of your plan? Or was that something that you kind of came around to while you were pregnant? Um, 
you know, it's it's weird to like think back. I feel like I never really thought about the birth of my potential child until I was actually pregnant. So the whole like desire to have a natural birth didn't really happen until I was pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. going through the infertility, I was just focused on like getting pregnant. Right. I didn't even let my mind go to like the birth side of things yet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So once you made that decision, were you like, yes, like definitely no drugs or were you like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, I am a very, I'm a natural redhead, so I'm, I'm very feisty and I'm very like, when I make my mind up, it's, it's made up. Like that's Mm -hmm. just my personality. (laughs) So for me, I was like, you know, I know I can do this. Um, but I was also open to the fact that there may have to be medical intervention that I can't control. So I always kind of held this expectation of my birth plan loosely. I knew that if I was given the opportunity to birth naturally, I would do it. But I also didn't want to hold on so tightly to this idea that I would have this vaginal birth when I didn't know like an emergency C-section would happen. I, I, does that make sense? Like, Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, because that when we, you know, set ourselves up you know, for a natural birth and then it doesn't go how we want it to go, it can really devastate you. And I think it's good to just know that you kind of got to keep your options open. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not sure how it's going to go, especially with your first, but really any birth Mm -hmm. can be different. So I think that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So how did you prepare yourself for a natural labor? So... Starting, I think like the middle of my second trimester, I started with just positive affirmations and I visualized my daughter's birth. Um, So that was a big thing early on. And then at the start of my third trimester, I started using specific oils to help prepare my body. Um, We also hired a doula, just wanted that education. Um, but that didn't actually come till later on. We didn't hire her until I was like 37 weeks. It was like a sudden decision. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I think the big thing, though, was oils and positive affirmations and just continued prayer that God would allow me. He, I, I feel like he knew the desire for me to want to have a natural birth. And I'm so thankful just on like an emotional level that I was given the opportunity to birth naturally. Because for me, I had dealt with this negative self-talk and negative hatred against my body because of infertility Mm -hmm. and everything it couldn't do right. And because of MS. Um, And so my ability to birth naturally allowed me to really respect my body and to look at it for all the beauty that it is. And I've never felt more appreciative of my body um, until I was given the chance to give birth. I love that. That is so nice. That's such a... It was restorative for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it just gives you a faith back in yourself that yes. I'm sure was... That, that, must, that was probably a couple really difficult years. So, I mean, yeah. anyone who's dealt with any infertility would, would know that. But, you know, three years and all of you went through, wow. That's, that's really amazing. So as you, did you go over your due date? Were you on your due date? How did, when did you give birth? Yeah. So Reagan, just part of just like, I feel like she's this little miracle is her due date was Christmas day. And I love that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she actually came exactly a week early, so 39 weeks. Um, I The day before I had her, so December 17th, I started experiencing like early labor that morning at 9 a.m. And then I ended up having her exactly 24 hours later, a little after 9 a.m. the day after. So it was about a 24-hour birth or at labor. Mm-hmm. And did yeah. you have a midwife or an OB? We had an OB, yeah. Okay. And so when did you like make, or how did contractions start actually? So I remember waking up the day before um, I slept in and I just felt like uncomfortable and I felt my belly felt super tight. And so I was like, "Uh, this isn't now, like this is too soon. It's only 39 weeks for whatever reason. I just thought I was going to have her exactly on her due date at first time mom. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that morning, um, I started just like going crazy around the house, doing all the things and they slowly like would start up and then stop. And then I didn't start timing them until 12 or one. And they were like seven to eight minutes apart. So then I was like, Hmm, okay, maybe this is labor. My husband's like, should I come home? Cause he's at work. And I was like, no, don't come home. Well then by like three or four o'clock, we started getting more consistent and he decided to come home. Um, I let our doula know what was going on. And she's like, you know, your first time mom, like this is really early on. It was too early for her to come over. And then fast forward to 6 p.m. Um, they were like four minutes apart and water still hadn't broke yet. And my husband was insistent that we go to the hospital, which... <laughs> <laughs> he knew my desire. The plan was for me to do all my laboring at home. Um, I felt comfort. I wanted to have my baby at the hospital. If I was to do it again, I wouldn't. But at the time, I felt comfort having the baby at the hospital. But husband knew I don't want to go early. But he saw me in pain. He freaked. <laughs> freaked. Convinced me to go to. We went to the hospital. They checked me. I was like three centimeters. <laughs> so they sent me home. And then um, at nine o'clock, my husband again freaked. <laughs> we went to the hospital. They checked me. I was four centimeters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sent me home. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, how far along do you have to be to get admitted? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I- they sent me home, and at this point, I'm, like, so defeated, embarrassed. Like, I I was like, oh, my gosh, like, these nurses think I'm, you know, that typical first-time mom, doesn't know what she's doing. I didn't, which is fine. So, finally, I told my husband, we are not going back to this hospital until I know this baby is coming. Like, you have got to get it together. <laughs> you have got to get it together. So, we go back, you know, we get the bedroom set up, I really like zone in on just relaxing. Um, Before I left the hospital that second time, I was just physically exhausted. I was fighting the contractions. Now that I know what I know, I was totally not like not letting it happen. I was fighting against it. I was tense. Um, So they ended up giving me 
exactly remember what it is. It was some sort of like sleeping pill to help me rest. Okay. Um, and that helped. My body relaxed enough and I went to bed that night. My mom came over. We got all my oils set up. And I mean, I labored throughout the night on and off, but my water didn't break until the following morning around 7 a.m. So water broke in bed. My mom, bless her heart, she was laying next to me and my water broke all over my mother. <laughs> like, like full on broke. I've heard that some women like, like leak a little bit and then it breaks. No, like massive pop all over mama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that there was a possibility of that happening, so. (laughs) Yeah, surprisingly, though. (laughs) So did you actually get any rest that night? Um, I'd say rest loosely. I mean. Yeah. A lot of pain. (laughs) (laughs) So. No, I can see that. I mean, sometimes you can kind of like get a nice rest in, in between contractions, but it's really like, you know, five minutes. So. A couple of minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. when did you, like, is that when you decided, okay, it's time to go? So after my water broke, uh, my mom was insistent that I get in the shower and I just obliged. I was like, okay. So got me in the shower, got dressed. And after my water broke, I didn't have contractions for like 10 minutes. I don't oh, wow. I've never heard that, but that's a nice little break there. uh, Yeah, it was really nice. (laughs) Took a shower, got dressed. My husband and my mom are like loaded up in the Jeep and I'm like taking my grand old time in the house. (laughs) I grabbed a yogurt. I was like, I need a couple snacks. Like I was just chill. It was like that sleeping pill and the water breaking just like totally chilled me out. I I don't know. The shower probably like kind of relaxed you a little bit too. Yeah. So I'm like eating snacks on the way to the hospital. (laughs) Uh, Husband's like, you know, I think a little distraught. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my contractions started like when I was halfway to the hospital again. Okay. And Mm -hmm. they were coming on heavy. Like I was afraid to like touch down there because I felt like I was going to have her in the vehicle. Oh my gosh. Like she was right there. So we get into the hospital, you know, they get me right back and behold, I am 10 centimeters fully effaced. Wow. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Wow. So you really did wait. You did all your laboring at home after all. Yeah. When I told my husband, we're not going to go back a third time until I know. You meant it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So did you just like get in bed and start pushing or what? Well, this is the part that if, if I'm given the opportunity to have another baby, I, I probably won't do a hospital birth because, you know, you get in there and they're trying to like hook you up to all this stuff and like, mm. you know, get you to like slow down. You know, you can't control that. You know, no. there comes a certain point where you're putting so, and it's just so stressful to like try to slow things down. Um, it's stressful to even move at that point, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, we have to listen to our bodies. Like, no, we're not going to listen to you, doctor. Like, if the baby wants yeah. to come, the baby's going to come. <laughs> exactly. So I remember a nurse was trying to, like, get an IV started on me, and she oh, couldn't geez. get it. 
And she was trying to put it in my hand. She couldn't get it. And then finally, the other nurse was like, just put it in her arm. What is that? I don't know. But it would have been really uncomfortable to be put like on in like the inside of my elbow. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and I'm like, you're not putting an IV there. Like I'm about to give birth and I need to hold my baby. Yeah. And is it really necessary at that point? I mean, I know. Yeah. And, but when you're, you know, first time mom, I'm about to have a baby. I, I wasn't as assertive as I wish I would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, So they got, they finally got the IV started. The doctor finally came in. And I, I ended up pushing for about an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't like this immediate thing. I really had to work at it. She was, it was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So was your doula there? Did she make it? Yeah. So the okay. doula was there. Um, she got there about 30 minutes before Reagan arrived. Oh my so gosh. I'm super <laughs> thankful for that. And two, she was, I mean, I, we decided to hire a doula at about 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a great support for my husband. I had no idea because I just thought like a duo would be for me. No, she was mainly for my husband. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to her throughout the night, texting her, sending her pictures because we just didn't realize how quickly I would progress. She actually didn't get to spend any time with me like one-on-one while I was um, laboring until I got to the hospital. And at that point, um, she was also my birth photographer so we made the decision to have her um, photograph as opposed to helping support me because I had my mom and my husband there. So yeah, doula was there. Um, mom was there. Husband was there. It was great. Wow. That's, that's awesome that she made it and that you got some beautiful photos. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you pushed for about an hour and... Your daughter was born. What was what was that like? Um, I remember being in shock. I didn't cry, um, which I'm like upset that I didn't get like that ugly crying mom sees <laughs> baby the first time picture. But I was just in shock, like in complete shock. I remember asking my husband, like, is that our baby? <laughs> Did I have a baby? Did I just have a baby? <laughs> um, so it took quite a while for me or not a while but it it took a few minutes for me to really like realize that I was holding my daughter and then at that point I think that yeah it is it is completely surreal I I don't I think it I was the same way I don't think I cried with any of them oh really (laughs) no like when things were moving you get there you're 10 centimeters it's like right and then you know like you didn't have that like that moment to kind of like come to terms with what was happening almost. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it that's, was that's it was so wild. cool so um did so how long did you end up staying in the hospital so I stayed for 48 hours um, okay and then were you eager to get home I was yeah um since I was a natural birth which the doctor and like all of my nurses were shocked I guess it's like not a uh, not a like a huge thing that like people have natural births in the hospital I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. but they were shocked and I was doing so well that they gave me the option to leave um 
like 24 hours later. Okay. We don't, at least at my hospital, they don't give the option to first time moms. It's usually a standard 48. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided to stay that extra 24 hours because the food was bomb at that hospital. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, the food was bomb. So my husband and I were just like loving, like getting food delivered. Morning yeah, I'm sure you like, you just stay in bed. You don't have to yeah. do anything. <laughs> it was a great hospital experience in terms of food. So we stayed the extra day. Love that. <laughs> Take That's advantage, so right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so then what, what was your recovery like after you got home? And did you think about postpartum while you were pregnant or was were you kind of taking it as it came? So I tried to prepare a little bit um, in terms of like postpartum care. So I, I made like um, homemade pad sickles for, mm-hmm. you know, the undercarriage. Cause, whoa, that is no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a specific oil regimen that I used. Um, my husband was able to take 30 days off of work. So we knew that I just wanted to be in bed with my baby, um, and learn how to nurse and learn how to be a mom and let my body recover. Um, so we prepared on that aspect, but I think like until you're, you know, really in it, um, you don't know what you have coming. And the emotions too with it all. It's like one extreme to the next. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did did your postpartum go smoothly? I mean, as smoothly as it can? Well, I didn't have postpartum depression, um, but I did have postpartum anxiety. So I struggle with anxiety outside of you know, becoming a mom Mm -hmm. and my postpartum anxiety um was was pretty significantly bad. I mean it it affected um, every aspect of my life. Um, so that was a struggle. I had constant worry that my daughter was going to die. I like mm-hmm. visualized it. it. I mean, it's, hard. it was, it was terrible. And that was something I was not prepared for. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I can imagine. So how did you handle that? Well, I didn't for a long time. I didn't seek any medical help um, until my daughter was about three months old. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be on any medications. I just thought that that was something I could work through. I don't know why I had the hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I found it was medicated, it was night and day for me. Yeah. So I wish I would have known more and like reached out or reached out and was more honest with my husband about how debilitating it was because I feel like those first three months, I mean, I look back at it and they were beautiful, but they were also um, really sad and really dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure like, unfortunately there's so many people that have to suffer with that. And it's, it is hard because you feel like you should be happy all the time. And that's just not always the case. But I think a big thing is also that it's hard to be honest with ourselves that there's something not quite right. Do you think, okay, this is normal. This will go away. And until you're really honest, like, wait a second, you have to kind of take a step back and be like, this, this isn't, you know, this isn't how I should be feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank goodness you finally did. And we we always say to moms, if something doesn't doesn't feel right or you're feeling sad or anxious or anything, there's no shame in it. 
-hmm. you're not alone. Just reach out to someone, you know, absolutely. It'll get better once you make that step. I wish I was just more vulnerable and I kept a lot for my husband because I don't want to worry and scare him. Right. Some of these dark thoughts and feelings, like that's not something you want to say out loud. Like no, scare your spouse or just how you're going to come across to even like my best friend. I mean, she's a wonderful human being. She's a social worker. I mean, she can handle um, anything I would have had to say, but I was really terrified as to what the closest people to me would think of me as a mother. Like, would they be worried if I could care for her? Would someone try to take her away from me? I mean, you start to spiral and then you yeah. stop and help or you, you know, convince yourself you shouldn't. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, um, this is a good reminder for other people who are, you know, going through that, that once you do take the step to get help, it, you know, all that can get better. It w- yes. will get better. Absolutely. <laughs> you just have to take those steps. Um, so what, ha- like, do you have any must have products for yourself or your baby after you had her that you like just really, really loved? Um, I, so I knew about oils and I was using oils Mm -hmm. um, during that time, but I don't, I didn't have the knowledge that I do now. I mean, your knowledge just grows the more time you you pour yourself into something. So there's a few things like oil wise that I used, um, specifically Clary Sage, um, Valor is a huge emotional support oil. Mm-hmm. Um, stress away is a huge emotional support oil. Um, trying to think what else. There was this mist that I put together for um, the undercarriage that I would like spray on myself. That was phenomenal. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's by Young Living. Lavender. You- oh, okay. Lavaderm. So those were like my products to help with like resetting my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, like postpartum for the baby. I mean, really babies only like your skin. And um, I had all of these gadgets and things and I just put it on my chest with a blanket. And that's really all I needed <laughs> yeah. for the first day. <laughs> that's very true. Especially with your first year. Like I need all these things. And then you don't really use them <laughs> or you no. use them a couple times. Yeah. Day. You put the baby in something and you're like, okay, baby doesn't like that. The baby wants to be carried or worn or breastfed or yes, exactly. <laughs> just get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it up too much space. <laughs> the one item that I am like, I just tell every mom about it. If they decide to breastfeed is the Hawka. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> that thing. We've had so many people have suggested that, and I haven't used that before. So I'm like, I should really get one. <laughs> yeah, that was like the thing for me. Awesome. That. Yeah, that's like one of the, the, I'm having my third, and that's one of the products that we have heard time and again. And I keep, I'm like, okay, that's, I'm, I'm getting very little for this baby because I'm stealing my sister's stuff. But <laughs> that, that's one of my. That's, yeah, that's one thing that it's a necessity it's a at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just helps, you know, relieve if your baby doesn't feed all the way on, you know, one side, put it on the other side. Yeah, that's so easy. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. Awesome. How can our listeners get in touch with you and if they want to learn more about oils or they just want to follow your story? 
Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram. So my handle is at Amber Balcom. Um, and on there, I share about oils and life as a mom and tacos. I talk, I talk about tacos a lot for some reason. Um, <laughs> you can find me most commonly on there. Okay, great. And we'll put it, we'll put a link in our uh, show notes so you can follow Amber. And it was such, it was so nice to talk to you and to hear that beautiful journey, something so difficult and something so beautiful came out of it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Amber for sharing your story today. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you guys all enjoy today's episode. Yeah. And like we always say, make sure to follow along at Birth Naturally on Instagram. And we really appreciated all the reviews we've gotten on iTunes. So if you can continue doing that, it helps others find the podcast. So we'll see you next time, guys.